This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. Hey guys, welcome to Torch and Talk Podcast. This is Ryan and I'm your host. Today I have a guest that I have been following on Twitter for a long time and recently gotten to know pretty well, Jason Brown from Sterling Sky. How are you, Jason? Hi, Ryan. I'm really good. Uh, thanks for having me on this morning. Yeah, early morning for you. I don't know if you're an early morning person, but it's 10 o'clock Eastern time, but you're in California. Is that right? That's correct. So it's uh, 7 o'clock my time, but I was uh, up at uh, 4.15, so I'm definitely an early riser. Yeah, okay. So you're well into your morning, so that's a good thing. You don't sound yeah. tired, so that's that's a positive. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll sound tired at 3, 8, uh, 3 p.m. <laughs> All right, so let me uh, introduce you a little bit. I've been following Jason on Twitter because I like to follow people who are uh, well-known or know what they're talking about, at least. Um on SEO, local search, um, fighting spam, stuff like that. Uh, Jason has a long history of fighting spam and local search. And so I really enjoy following him on Twitter. Um, he's got a little bit of a sarcastic, fun personality and, um, and really likes fighting back and, uh, doing things the right way. So I enjoy following him. And then he also works for Sterling sky, which if some of you guys who have listened to season one, you may remember joy Hawkins, who is the, um, what, what is her position? Founder, CEO? Yeah, so she's a CEO and president, and uh, we call her the queen uh, of local SEO. There you go. All right, so tell us a little bit about how you got into SEO, uh, local search, and fighting spam. Yeah, so uh, my wife and I uh, bought a condo, and we met a, met a family uh, the first week when we moved in, and uh, he was a web designer who was doing web websites for uh, online casinos back when it was, you know, still able to be to be done. He's like, yeah, uh, business is just booming and I need a project manager to come in. As soon as I get hired, then all of a sudden Congress came in and shut down uh, the online gambling industry. And so we basically had to uh, change very quickly. And a lot of our clients were like, hey, do you know about this SEO thing? And my, my boss was like, yeah, sure I do. And he, you know, would look, look a few things up. And so I basically came on um, back in the early days where we were doing all the citations and link building, and, you know, all, all, the, all the stuff we were doing pre-Penguin. And then Penguin came, came in, and then that's and when we had those, to you know, we're talking like a, Real quick, we're talking to Garage Door guys. So Penguin was a, a Google update, by the way. Um, so uh, that's important to know. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the Penguin algorithm basically went after spammy or toxic link building strategies and basically cut that, cut them all off at the knees so that you couldn't 
just spam your way to the top of a Google uh, search result. So we, you know, had to alter our whole uh, process and come up with ways that, you know, we're going to be somewhat gray hat um, without, you know, making sure, making sure our clients can get penalized. Uh, I worked with him for a number of years and basically in the, the last three years prior to coming to Sterling Sky, I ended up working for nationwide franchises. So I was working for for uh, for brands managing anywhere from a thousand to two thousand uh, locations amongst these four brands. But my side project and passion has been trying to clean up uh, Google uh, against uh, businesses with fake listings or fake reviews. Primarily, it was it was just the the fake re- fake reviews until last January when uh, we started noticing like a, a major uptick in, in fake listings. Uh, the Wall Street Journal actually covered a portion of it, which was the, the fake uh, lawyer listings. But as we were kind of, you know, looking around because I'm uh, a Google My Business project expert. And so a lot of us, you know, do, do talk about, you know, things that we're seeing, changes in, in the SERPs and how, you know, and what Google showing as for results in the map pack. And so that's when we started noticing there was just a lot of new uh, fake listings that are being used, what we call as lead gen. So it's not a real business, but they're selling or renting that telephone number out to another company or like, or a company is trying to make their presence uh, that much bigger. And they go go and they'll create like, uh, you know, 20 to 70 fake listings in each city so that way they make sure that they're uh, increasing their chances for, for phone calls. And then in uh, November, I got offered the job to uh, be the full-time spam fighter for Sterling Sky, which is what I'm doing now. So now I just get paid to just go into markets, look for fake listings or fake reviews and get them reported and removed from Google. So what does a spam fighter wear? <laughs> a lot of free swag, actually, uh, which hasn't which hasn't actually changed in in three years. So, I you know I've got I think what three Raven T shirts. I've got a, I've got three bright local shirts. So you you pretty much name it if it if it's swag. I've got it. I actually have you your Google your socks, shirt. Right? Put, what you got Google socks. Uh, no, I don't. I actually don't have any Google socks. I have uh, two pairs of Semrush socks. Um, I have Hoot, a pair of Hootsuite socks. Nothing from Google. I mean, I do have a Google shirt and a Google beanie, but you know, no. I've got no, two, no Google socks you've yet. You sent me two pair of Google socks for the local contribution. Oh, local guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really. I don't really uh, <laughs> subscribe to that stuff when they yeah. when they send out the, the freebies. I don't really local guys. I could take your leave. Sorry. But you don't wear a helmet. <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. All right. So, um, Jason, uh, prior to, well, it was like, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday of the show. I saw some little scuttle on uh, uh, the IDA Expo. I saw you guys conversing that you guys were flying in for the um, IDA Expo. And I was like, what's going on here? Like a few of the people that I follow, all who usually converse on social media, uh, they were all talking about coming in town. So I, I hit them on Twitter and was like, "Hey, come see me!" 
and you guys stopped by the booth and then we we uh we did a a podcast together but tell me why you guys came into town yeah so uh yeah basically what ended up happening was uh precision garage door had reached out uh, looking for uh, for help cleaning up google because they were noticing that a lot of fake or suspicious looking uh, listings were starting to show up in, in Google searches. And basically they were just noticing that there was like a decrease in, in traffic, phone calls and revenue that had started towards the end of 2019. So about October, November timeframe. And so um, as they, as they had reached out to, to uh, a colleague, uh, Ben Fisher, who's also, you know, a massive, you know, spam fighter as well. He uh, so he started kind of putting together, you know, started talking with Precision. They reached out to to Tom Warnington and myself, and were like, hey, you know, look, this is really bad. What you know, can't, what can, what are you guys saying? Uh, they decided to fly us out to uh, to the IDA Expo so that we could, you know, come and you know talk with different people uh, in the industry. So we ended up talking with you know going to a couple different booths and talking with people and chatting to see what kind of get like a temperature uh, gauge of what's going on. Uh, they set up a, a lunch meeting with uh, Dasma and, and, the, and the head of IDA. And so we were just kind of talking shop like, okay, here, you know, here, here's what's going on. Um, what do we, what can we do to try to be more proactive and less reactive with the, with the amount of Google spam out there? That's great. And, and the timing probably is late but couldn't be any better um now is the time <laughs> i mean it, it, it you guys acted pretty quick but in the grand scheme of things putting a team together i think is great and so kudos to precision uh door for jumping in and paying because i'm sure they're aware that not only they are going to benefit from this but other legitimate companies in the marketplace are going to benefit from this and if I understand the objective correctly, you know, Google My Business is full of spam and um, they came out with the uh, Google local service ads and um, with verification. Apparently, I'm hearing from people, I haven't seen it personally, but I'm hearing from people there's spam in that somehow uh, because that's a pretty thorough process. But with it, with Google My Business, Somehow, some way, people are getting around the verification process of sending the postcards. As a matter of fact, I want to pull something up real quick. I got a message. I think it was on LinkedIn. Um, some guy reached out to me asking if I wanted free ads, uh, free leads. He can get me up on Google My Business in 24 hours without verification. Um <laughs> If I wasn't so focused on growing my business, I would probably just play with him to see if I could figure out how he was doing it. But um, I think it's very interesting how everybody's, not everybody, how the spam accounts are being created in places where it'd be very difficult to get verifications. Um, so I do want to get into like the guidelines, um, and, and kind of a little bit more in depth into what we're talking about. But before we do, I want to tell a little bit about the story because you guys came in, met with IDA, and then you jumped on my podcast. Uh, we did a, we did a show 
And it was very interesting. As a matter of fact, it drew a lot of attention within like a 10 booth radius of us. Um, let's talk a little bit about what happened on the podcast. Um, so you want to tell the story? <laughs> sure. Um, that was just a, a wild experience. So, you know, so, so Tom, Barnton, Ben Fisher and I, you know, we're, we're all there, you know, doing your podcast. Everything's going great. And you're asking us questions. We're, we're talking about spam. And, uh, I just, and I say, Hey, why don't we call one of those, uh, one of those fake listings? Brilliant and, idea, by <laughs> the way. Execution <laughs> was poor. Yes. Ne- yeah. Next time I'm, I'm going to show you how to spoof your number. Yeah. For <laughs> like, real. Don't get your cell phone. Anyway. So Ryan, you were really, you were really great because you, you call them up and you start asking them questions and, uh, you know, you know, trying to get a price quote and they would not. So it was obvious that you got a call center. Uh, they, they answered the phone generically. They didn't answer the name of the business that we called, which we won't say for obvious reasons. Um, and they couldn't tell you what state they were in because they said, well, we don't have a physical office, but we service everywhere. Uh, which is usually your, your big red flags. And so you were just kind of like, okay, you know, just, you know, have, have the, you know, have, have the technician call me. So then the guy that ends up calling you, we had a difficult, difficult time understanding, um, you know, what was the pricing? I mean, you asked for, for clarity, I think five or six times about what the price was yeah, and just couldn't get it. And so basically after, you know, and and the person that called actually used a different name than the name of the listing that we had called to. So, you know, those were kind of like the, the red flags that we noticed. But we didn't stop there after after you said, okay, yeah, no. if I decide to go forward, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll give you a call back. I suggested, hey, why don't we call that same number looking for a locksmith? So we we had done a Google search for a garage door company, and we had that same same business listing up. So we called them again with your cell phone and asked for a locksmith. And at first the, the person that answered was a little taken aback. And then all of a sudden they're like, yes, you know what? We can get you somebody. And lo and behold, we get the same gentleman calling us back now as a locksmith who was, you know, so kind to be our garage <laughs> door uh, service right. technician. From the, well, so, the exact same number. That called us back, yeah. which which I believe was a middle number, like a middleman number, uh, like a click to call number. So uh, I don't think that was his cell phone per se, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, the, this is where solved. This is where everything just kind of went sideways. So mm-hmm. at this point in time, you have a speaker at the booth, and so people that are pretty close to us are hearing the interactions of the two phone calls. And you can tell that people are being sucked into this one and they're stop, literally stopping what they're doing and hovering around our booth while we are talking. Yep. And things are going, things are going smoothly until this lawyer who will not be named for obvious reasons decided to go into whatever system that she has access to. Which is crazy, started, by the way. Like yeah, this super- attorney has access to information uh, for obvious reasons, I guess, uh, to, to, to be able to hunt people down who are doing bad things. But uh, she, she, she was able to pull up quite a bit of information. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, you're, you're fine. 
So anyway, as we are having a full dialogue with the second phone call, this lawyer just starts blurting out all of this stuff about the person that we're on the phone with. And I didn't know who she was. I didn't even know she was with you guys just to be straight up. Like I had no clue. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking there's some rogue person who just happened to walk up and pulled all this information up somehow and just started going crazy. It took me a good 24 to 36 hours to start piecing things together, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Finish. So anyway, so next thing you know, the fight is on. Like it is, it is on like Donkey Kong and these two people, this lawyer and the call and the person on the phone are yelling at each other and it is just going back and forth. And I mean, she's not only reading this person the right act, she is listing out like a series of their crimes and misdemeanors. And I mean, you, you, aliases, which social security number they actually go by addresses. They actually live at how many States they've been in. I mean, I mean, it was just like, I mean, everybody's jaw had hit the ground and we are all just like, what is going on? And so finally, you you finally were like, okay, let's just end this and move on. And so you start asking us questions. And what happened in the middle of you asking us questions, Brian? They call back. They call back. And so you 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 uh, ignore their call and send us a voicemail. And they call back again. And they call back again. And yeah. So, so, yeah. It, the, the phone calls didn't end at that point in time because the lawyer decided to give all of her information and told this, this person on the phone to look them up. And so as we were in the Uber on the way back to the hotel to go get our bags so we could get to the airport, this gentleman called the lawyer three times. And at one point in time, they are yelling at each other back and forth. So it is five of us in the Uber. The driver, <laughs> Tom, Ben, myself, the lawyer sitting like right next to me, and she's just yelling. And I'm sitting there going, I can't get out of here fast enough. I can't. I cannot get out of here fast enough. I'm like, please. Anyway. I mean, she's a good was, person to have on your team if you're if you're trying to hunt people down. Or if you're facing criminal prosecution. Yeah. I, She'd be great. Yeah. However, however, she's uh, not very um, subtle. Yeah, there's no subtleness. <laughs> I think she would admit yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty wild. Um, I, I think it was kind of one of those things where, like, okay, let's just. How do we distance ourselves from this whole kerfuddle now? At, the, at this point. Because, I picture I mean, it was like scary. Yeah, I picture like to give you guys a visual. I picture her walking in the booth with like sticks of dynamite, just lighting them and throwing them over her shoulder, and just like yeah. one after another. Um, yeah. But th- th- it was funny because all all week during the expo, the other booths were asking us to turn our speaker down a little bit, and after that went down, uh, Austin, my web guy who builds our websites walked over there and was like, man, I'm really sorry, dude. And they're like, hell no, man, it's cool. He's like, we actually stopped talking to our customers to listen to that. And so I just thought it was really cool how much attention it got, but um, it was definitely entertaining. Um, The the phone calls didn't in there for me either. So uh, for the next probably week and a half, 
I dealt with quite a bit of phone calls, threats, things like that. Um, guy basically telling me he can sell me leads nationwide. What do I need? Uh, and, and kind of like jokingly, I guess, but um, trying to show how powerful he was. And then he, he uh, continued to tell me that uh, I was stupid and that um, I'm going to pay and all this stuff and making a bunch of threats to me. So um, I, I've not always been the golden child. And, and so I let him know that he needs to research me further. And, and, and I've got, uh, uh, I've got ways to protect myself. And, and after I had that conversation with him, uh, I haven't heard from him again. So uh, I, I think I'm good. Uh, we do keep a, we do keep a close eye on, um, on the local market here just to see if there's any type of retaliation going to go down. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. That was just one company and they operate nationwide, I believe. And yeah. there's many other of these people doing this, right? Yeah. So it, I kind of get the sense that there may be, I, I know there's at least, three players in the market there may be uh, there may be at a minimum of five if not more so i mean basically it seems like everybody and their mother alongside their cousin is trying to come up with ways that they can dominate uh the, the local search in their area because google put such a, a high um threshold on proximity so Unfortunately, we know that, you know, keywords uh, stuffing your listing, you know, so saying Ryan's garage door, Atlanta uh, serving Swanee is, is going to have a major ranking factor in, in local markets for Atlanta and for Swanee, right? So, we, mm -hmm. so the fact that, you know, people are, and also not only that, not only for the keywords, but how close you are to the searchers. And I think that's what's kind of exacerbated all these fake listings is because, if you want to constantly be found, you basically, in essence, need to create one listing every, every four or five blocks, right? Yeah, so that way you keep, always. you know, increasing your presence, your presence, right? And so that's what these people are are basically have have figured out, and they're basically selling is to make sure that no matter what search somebody is doing, one of those listings is going to come up. And so, garage door may be, you know, a pretty pretty nasty area right now for, for fake listings, but there's some, uh, there's some other ones where I kid you not, you have to get to the seventh page of the local finder to find maybe three legitimate listings. Now local find. So when you click do a Google search for garage door Atlanta, you always, you automatically get what we call the map path. So you get three listings and maybe one ad, you know, in there. And if you click on if you click on the map, then it expands to what we call the local finder, where all the listings are on the left hand side and the map is on the right. So what we notice is, and so also, so it goes one through twenty results, you know. And so when you start looking, you see that you can click on different pages, and you can click on page, you know, seven, and then page ten, and page sixteen, and twenty. A lot of a lot of searches should not be showing that many results like they should only show maybe pages three to eight depending on the industry so what i'm noticing with some markets is it's 16 pages of listings at 20 listings per page and it's just a whole slew of keyword stuff 
fake listings that are all legion. And the reason why there's so much, and the reason why there's so much legion in these markets is because a lot of people are setting up what they call an SAB, which is where you hide your address, because we know that people are not going to be driving to the garage door company. Because what are you going to do? You have problems with your garage door. You call for the company. They send a technician to your house. So you're not going to physically visit that location. So people are just creating these on the fly because they know that you're not going to really look into these businesses. If your car is stuck in your garage and your garage door won't open, you know, it's an emergency. You need to get a garage door company to come out so that you can leave your house, run your errands or get to work. Yeah. So it's, uh, and that's the key, right? Is everybody's focused on garage door repair and locksmith because if you're locked out of your house, same thing, right? And you're doing searches on your mobile device, clicking the first uh, request and calling them, if especially if they've got good reviews. So let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about reviews because uh, these guys wouldn't have a whole lot of traction if they didn't have reviews. How are they getting reviews? How can you tell they're fake reviews? Talk a little bit about your experience with dealing with that. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately there's like so many different services out there where people can actually – uh, buy reviews. Uh, they're, they're paying services. Uh, you used to be you could go on Fiverr and, and buy fake reviews. There's little nuances where you can still kind of go in there and do that. Uh, there's a few um, different uh, companies, you know, people by the hour uh, where you can, you know, pay somebody to go in and, and do reviews. There's a couple different online um, uh, web portals that you can go in and people will post, hey, I need X amount of reviews. Uh, I need them here. There's, uh, unfortunately, groups on Facebook where you can get in and do review swaps. So there's all sorts of things. Um, and and the easiest one is just to, you know, jump online and go, uh, you know, do a quick Google search for, you know, buy reviews. Now, let me just tell you right now, Google reviews have actually been turned off because of COVID-19 coronavirus. So, there is absolutely zero point right now to buy reviews or, or solicit reviews right now for any listings because it has actually been turned off. Even though it says write a review, you can write the review and it says thank you. The review is actually going nowhere at this point in time. Do you think they'll but, map it back or is that is it going into a queue for it later or are they just going to be disappeared? Uh, your guess is about as good as ours. Uh, Google hasn't come out publicly stated one way or the other what's happening we've been asking and we, we have no information at, at this point in time what's going to happen you think this but, is an attempt for them to kind of update an algorithm or because i don't i don't understand the valid point of i mean in my opinion it's not like they're monitoring them anyway so uh is there any overhead associated with this it, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I do know that, you know, the company that everybody hates with the four letters called Yelp, uh, they released a, a statement last Friday saying that they were going to heavily monitor uh, looking for reviews because people were going to leave negative reviews because they showed up to a business and their hours were incorrect and they were closed. Oh, I mean, because yeah. everything is just so fluid with, with COVID. And they also said they are going to make sure that any reviews that anybody posts on there that says, Hey, I went to this business and they gave me the coronavirus, um, which <laughs> would automatically be removed. So that's Yelp. So we know that Yelp is like super aggressive when it comes to um, monitoring reviews. And we know Google just basically doesn't give a crap. 
Right. You know, they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, you can at least with at least with Google, you can flag reviews. There's ways that you can contact support to have them look at reviews. Facebook doesn't even know what they're doing in the local space. You know, you can flag a review all you want, but can't, you really have to just flag that profile to show that that profile is, is fake. And they don't always take it down. But right. yeah, it's hard to say what it's hard to say what Google is really truly up to at this moment at this moment um when it comes to the reviews if those reviews are going to show back up but re- regardless what we do notice with you know these lead gen listings is they'll create the, they'll create the listing and within hours of the listing being activated all of a sudden we just start seeing a bunch of re- positive reviews all showing up you know Saying you know, great great service. You know, hey, I called I called Joe at, at Rise Garage Repair in Swanee, and it was you know great service. You know, they immediately got it fixed. We're also seeing cases where you know the people that they're hiring are actually leaving reviews for the wrong business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll mention those. Awesome. Yeah, they'll, yeah it's, a, it's a garage door company, and they're talking about their locksmith service. So, you know, it, it look they, they're they're getting the stuff like super super cheap, and the people that are doing it don't do attention to detail. I've actually seen, I've actually seen, seen reviews. It was so funny. It was, please remove this line before posting their review. Once it's been, once it's been approved by a manager. And then it was all the, it was all the text below it of the review. And I was just like, okay, well, it's obvious to tell that these people are, you know, buying reviews because, you know, the reviews have to be, you know, manually, you know, approved by the supervisor before they get posted on Google. Right. So, what, um, yeah, one of the things that I look for when I'm trying to see if reviews are, are legit or uh, if the account is legit, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about that list. Uh, one thing that I do is I go to um, the state government site where you can do a business search and actually search the company name. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer USA.com. That's S O M M E R dash USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877 766 6607. I'd like to talk a little bit about that list. Uh, one thing that I do is I go to um, the state government site where you can do a business search and actually mm-hmm. search the company name. Um, another thing I do is I look through photos. I see some some accounts will be built and it'll have like carpet cleaning, which is an, uh, another spammed industry. Uh, carpet cleaning, locksmith. You'll see photos of carpet cleaning, locksmith, all tied in sometimes with garage door. You'll also see the same photos on a bunch of different Google My Business accounts, um, mostly either ripped off or um, 
their stock images. And then yep. recently you started to notice that um, the Google reviewers are blocking uh, their reviews so that you can't see who they've also left reviews for in the past, which I think is a huge disservice um, in my opinion uh, that Google's kind of allowing that because that's a good way. Uh, I was seeing a lot of people that were leaving reviews had also left reviews for multiple other garage door companies in other states. Um, and you'll see the contributions a lot of times are about the same for each review. And when you have four or five reviews from uh, virtually the same uh, time frame, and they all have about the same amount of reviews, um, 20, 30, 40, 50 reviews, and you really don't have any with like one or two reviews, I mean, that's kind of a sign that we're looking at some either purchased reviews um, or some spammed reviews. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into too many of the of the, the tactics of what we're seeing because every time I, I do, I notice that they start, you know, altering their their MO. But every time they every time they they change an mo they leave way more clues about who they are and what it is they're doing so yeah so we used to notice that you know they would do you know tactic a where they would review you know all the garage door companies you know with the set with the seven profiles you know and so they you know one profile would leave 17 reviews for garage doors and in, in different states or you know different uh spam industries then we noticed the tactic where they started using the um hidden reviews um and then you know and that was you know kind of working but you know then we you know started realizing okay hey look you know there's one listing where all 17 reviewers have blocked or have all blocked the reviews you know and then we started noticing another one right after we, we talked about it where you know they would leave a review for the business you know in that area you know for the fake listing and then they would find two random restaurants in the area and these reviews are like okay come on when we when we start noticing like you know those patterns and, and people aren't going to change their patterns because let's be honest a lot of these spammers are are, are lazy and you know and so well, they they're don't having wanna... to do things in masses right because yeah. it's not like it's just one site they're trying to manage they're trying to manage hundreds and thousands of websites so right. to keep the cost down of doing this I mean they virtually I mean they have to do it at a pace that's ridiculously uh, yeah. Affordable. Yeah, and there's right, and there's and there's other and there's other things that that I'm that I've started recently noticing with fake reviews that I cannot I cannot publicly state, but it is just so laughable at how easy it is to map out a whole <laughs> fake listing network based on based on this one review tactic. So, and I don't want to I don't want to say what it is because it is just like awesome sauce. And, and unfortunately, if it got out there, it would put the kibosh on a lot of my, my great tactics. So I, I can't share that. But, you know, we do know, like I said, you know, we notice a lot of the same tactics with, with reviews. We see a lot of the same tactics when it comes to the fake listings. And now there's, now there's a tactic with the fake listings and the fake reviews that have basically just opened up a deluge of, of uh, fake industry, fake listings in different industries that we're just kind of able to go. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Well, your job you secure know, so as a spam fighter now. Uh, yeah. You know, my job is definitely secure. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I wish I, you know, look, 
like I say with marketing, I mean, you know, marketing is always going to change, right? So you always have to learn to adapt. So, you know, I started off, you know, being, you know, really black hat when it came to links. Uh, Google put a kibosh on that one. Uh, then we started, then we started selling PBNs and then Google put the kibosh on that. I actually used to go around and, and create fake listings, uh, you know, where we would drive around to different PO boxes and set them up. So we would have, you know, eight businesses at one PO box. Uh, I think there's still a handful of those out there. <laughs> you know, I actually bought fake reviews off of off Fiverr until I saw Mike Blumenthal, you know, share the story about how, you know, it was called astroturfing and you could get fined up to $250,000. Sorry, not fined redressed by the FTC for uh, engaging in fake reviews. And so that, that scared, that scared me. And I went straight. Uh, I ended up working, you know, with a uh, nationwide franchise. And when I first got brought in, they're like, look, we have to be squeaky clean because we got to make sure that whatever we do will not torch the brand at, at hand, because if they ever, you know, got de-indexed by Google or, you know, got massive suspensions, we would be out of the job. Yeah. And so I've had, I've, I've had to be by the book and white hat. Plus when I started going after businesses and reporting them and exposing them for having fake reviews, I put a big old bullseye on my back. So yeah. I've had to be super squeaky, squeaky clean, you know, but it's, you know, it's all about, it's all about adapting. So I went from nation working with nationwide franchises to becoming a spam fighter. And as Google were to, magically clean up the entire review space. Well, then I would, I would be out of, out of that job, but I would definitely be continuing to focus on local as long as local is, is relevant. If Google were to take away Google, my business completely, well, then I would just go back to my old, my old ways of working on on site optimization. So, I mean, nothing's going to, nothing's going to change. If Google removes Google my business, there'll be something else there that I'll be able to adapt with. And I would love to stop being, you know, known as the spam fighter <laughs> and just go back to being a regular Joe SEOer, you know, speaking at conferences and talking about, you know, how you can legitimately rank in, in your markets without, you know, without the nonsense. So doing this has given you uh, some level of popularity and the um, with reporters nationwide, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, when I first started doing this three years ago now, I, I mean, it's, it's been three years this month. Um, I ended up, you know, contacting a few reporters and then once uh, NBC LA uh, ended up picking up the story for, um, for this uh, dentist with, with fake reviews uh, the different affiliates started picking up the story. I've been on the Today Show three times now, and the last time we were on the Today Show, we actually drove around um, LA area looking for uh, fake listings. So we went to a, a residential house that was a, a carpet cleaning business, and it was really it was really kind of kind of fun and scary because a 16 year old girl answered the door in her pajamas with her acne cream on, hair was a mess. And she thought we were there to clean our carpets, not realizing we were there looking for a carpet cleaning business. Oh, wow. uh, her dad ended up coming home. We ended up interviewing the dad. But, I mean, these are kind of like the, the, the scarier things about, you know, the fake listing industry is when people are getting, think about it, when people are getting ripped off by these fake businesses and they go and they, they, go and they hunt down the, the locations to try to go get their money back, there's going to be like some really angry, irate people 
And I've actually seen stories where they show up to, you know, apartments and houses, you know, demanding their money back. And the residents completely scared and freaked out because, A, they don't know who these guys are. They know there was a fake Google listing at their location. And now there's this irate person that's out, you know, $550 for an appliance repair job or for a grudge door repair job, you know, wanting all their money back. So, you know, those are, those are kind of the, the nuances to it. Easy but, way to have somebody yeah, get shot. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, all I mean, think honesty. About, I mean, think, think about it. I mean, if somebody, I mean, would you? I mean, you wouldn't know if I were to go and create a fake listing using your home address and started sending out technicians. You know, say, oh yeah, um, I'm here to do, you know, repair your garage door. Oh, you know what? You need a new, need a new, uh, a new spring, and I'm gonna have to order it. Um, and it's gonna be five hundred fifty dollars. So go ahead and write me the check. I'll order it, and when the part comes in, I'll come back in two weeks. Right. Like it kind of sounds somewhat legit, but it, but you know, being in the garage door industry, you're like, no, that's not legit. You know, it's easy to you know get those those parts. But what we're hearing is these people are showing up to you know garage door suppliers or garage door companies and saying, yeah, I just want to buy a spring and I'll take any garage door you have, so that way they can you know drive up the houses and kind of look legit because you know they've got like a, a a rack on top of their truck with no ladders. And they show up with, you know, with, you know, one spring or, you know, the garage door. And I've heard cases where, you know, somebody will show up in a, in a sedan with a car seat in the back, you know, pretending to be, you know, and calling themselves a garage store repair company and they're really not. So these are kind of like the, the, the scams that are, that are happening. And then when they rip people off and they're trying to find and hunt down the companies to go and get their money back, you know, taking matters in their own hands instead of going to the police because, well, I don't want to say the police can't really, you know, do anything with these, you know, fake companies. Which yeah, is so, why we, which is where we come in. Yeah. So you would think, I mean, if it was a local business, brick and mortar doing a lot of these things, there would probably be, be some sort of legal ramifications, but because there's fake businesses doing it online and then like selling them to third parties or whatever, um, it seems as though there's like a loophole in the system and there's no like legal action for it. Is that right? Yeah. Yes and no. So because nobody knows who's doing it, you know, and, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, speculations out there, you know, that, you know, company A is doing it or company B is doing it or company C is doing it. There's so many different people at play. So it's hard to say if it's, you know, if, if you, Ryan, are, you know, creating and, sp- and spamming the Atlanta market, and then you also decide, you know what, it's working really well for me in, in Atlanta, I'm going to go do it in LA. Well, here's the thing, like, you're calling these businesses, and nobody really knows where those cell phone numbers are going, right? So they could be going, they, they could be coming to you, and then you could be selling the leads, or it could be going to a call center that's, you know, set up just to sell the leads. You could own the listings, you could run the listings, you could have sold the listings after you created them. So there's so many different unknowns and variables that it's really hard for, you know, for the authorities or for Google to kind of like go after people for it. But I think it's, I think as, as long as, you know, people can go out there and start making noise and saying, hey, hey, look, I'm, I'm having these issues and right now it's not really going to work. Um, because everybody is hyper-focused on, on coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, and so it kind of put a kibosh on 
what our our plan of attack was for you know trying to help clean up the garage door industry because reporters are only caring about about COVID right now. So once it once that dust starts to settle, as if people can start going out and making noises, because what we heard about what we heard at the expo was several people we talked to all said yes, I noticed that my my traffic and my calls and my revenue started decreasing in October. And so there's some there's some legitimate business owners. And I even talked to one as we wrapped up our, our podcast. And he said, yeah, we're like really hurting right now because, um, you know, we are noticing a lot of these fakes. So I, I guess the, the thing is, is look for the fakes in your, in your market, you know, and start reporting them to Google. So Google has that re, uh, business redressal form where you can start reporting fraudulent listings. And so what I always do is I say, look, if you can find the fraudulent listings, use the redressal form, use the address field, not the, not the name, but select the reasons as address and, and start and start submitting like that whole list. Cause you could do a whole um, Excel upload file, which I think is, is the easiest thing to do. If you have 17 fake listings in your market, use one, uh, what we call the map CID for the one, for the first one, and then do the, the bulk upload form and submit all 17 of them together. So that way the, the Google team will go and start checking all those listings and verify if they're legitimate or not. And uh, so I think basically what the thing is, first you've got to start reporting the listings because that's how you're going to train Google's AI to start picking up the stuff. And then the second, th- and then the second thing is to start going to your local uh, news outlets. You know, every city that has at least two to three uh, investigative journalists on their for their local stations, whether it be CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, don't really care, you know, what the station is. Just make sure you contact them and say, hey, look, this is what's happening. Our business is being negatively impacted because all these listings are showing up and we're now losing money. And let the investigative journalists start going after these and start, start looking at these companies and figuring out, okay, well, who's behind it? Because if somebody can figure out who all is behind it and enough noise is made, maybe just maybe the government will start paying attention because that's where we need the biggest changes. So after the wall street journal article came out, uh, Google, cause Google right now is going through an antitrust hearing alongside Apple, Facebook, and Amazon. And so the Google lawyer representative that was at this antitrust hearing and actually Ryan, you probably love this representative McBath from, from Atlanta. Mm. She actually asked Google and she said, <clears throat> the Google employee, she says, what can you tell me about this Wall Street Journal article about all these fake lawyer listings? And it, w- <clears throat> it was really great because the lawyer said, well, I don't know anything about that. And the, 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 the reporter that wrote that called him out on it and says, really? You used to work for the Wall Street Journal as a tech analyst covering Google. And now you're working for Google and you say you don't know anything about that article. So look, the government is starting to hear the complaint. <clears throat> Sorry. And so what we're now noticing is that now that the reporters are starting to make as much noise, the government's starting to make, starting to pick up because people are filing complaints with their state attorney generals. They're, the government is finally getting fed up with the daily news cycle of fake listings and fake reviews, especially since, you know, I mean, every time I look, it's like three articles about Amazon, a couple articles about Google, a couple articles about, about Yelp. 
But all that noise is actually working into everybody's favor so that down the line, hopefully things will actually start start um, getting better and start smoothing out for us all. So That's awesome. make noise, contact reporters, make sure that, that they are constant, that you're constantly banging in the drum because if you don't make noise for yourself, nobody's, nobody's going to do it for you unless it just happens to be one of those markets that us spam uh, fighters are, you know, looking and, and trying to help clean up. We're going to post the redressal form on our Facebook page for those of you guys. I'm going to go ahead and do it um, today um, ahead of the um, – so if, you, if you're listening to this, it's already been posted. So you can go on to Torsion Talk Podcast Facebook page and uh, scroll through some of the most recent posts, and you will find the link to the redressal form that you can fill out. Now – on the redressal form, uh, first question, this is really short. First question is they want your full name, contact email address, name of the entity or organization that is getting impacted, which normally I put one of my clients or my my company right um, there. And then malicious content, uh, phone number, URL, address, title. Uh, so you pick, I mean, I usually do um, title or phone number or address. I don't normally do website. Uh, is there a method to the madness on that? Because they're kind of all fake. Yeah, I use I I use address for for 100 of my listings. Like, because you can't even because you, you can't even use a redressal form to report uh, a keyword stuff listing. So okay. let's so you know so if you're if you're seeing a lot of you know the same you know the same spam and it's like. 17 SABs that you're going to go ahead and report, you know, the way they're hiding their address. Just Add all those 17 onto that, to that form. As long as you can, you know, accurately state that, you know, they are all interconnected. Like if you think that, you know, three are connected to profile A and five are connected to profile B, well then just do the three for profile A and then do the five for profile B. So that way you're kind of lumping them together because I guarantee you, if you just, you know, upload a whole spreadsheet of, you know, a hundred listings and don't go over a hundred. So, you know, if you, as soon as you go over a hundred, then the team just kind of loses their mind. Um, so mm-hmm. you want to keep, you want to keep the numbers down as, 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 as low as possible. So if you report like one listing, chances are it's going to be action within a few days. If you do, you know, 10 to 20, you know, you're going to be looking at like a, you know, a, a two, two to three week you know, turn around. Um, again, all that's all, all up in the air right now because of, uh, you know, you know, Google put the, the alerts up that, you know, they're under high pressure for COVID-19 and limited uh, capacity and availability right now. So, you know, expect, you know, these, these, you know, reports to kind of, you know, take a little bit longer, but as long as you keep reporting this stuff, their algorithms or AI that they're, you know, touting as the be all end all to, to save us. It, you know, is going to is going to keep learning and and hopefully start you know picking up on a lot of these you know signals that we can't see you know from you know with the naked eye you know that Google can you know see on their their back end. So hopefully it'll you know get to a part where a point in time where it'll actually smooth out for us. You know, we just unfortunately just like just like you know as businesses being affected by you know all the closures with with COVID nineteen. We know eventually there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. So I think we'll see the same thing with, with, with spam listings. 
you know, we just got to ride through the storm and battle as best as possible for that light at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. So uh, let's, um, what information would you put in the uh, box down below? It says, please explain in detail why you believe the content of the above URL is malicious uh, on Google Maps. Now, what I put in there is is obviously the fact that I've done the local search in the government site uh, with with no success of any businesses of that name. Uh, what other information do you put in there? Yeah, so so like I just did one, like I, I did one this morning for um, for for a lawyer listing, and I ended up I ended up reporting five five lawyers were all using the same address, and so in my in my text box I said there are five lawyers all using the same address and suite number. None of them have any photos or signage that they're actually there. Please, please check and see which one, which ones of these are legit and can stay and please remove the rest of them. Right? So I basically just said, look, this is what I noticed. They're all using the same address. They have no photos on, on Google, my business. And they and there and there's no signage, and so you know, and I'll see that with you know with the garage door, and so you know, I went through one market, and it was like obvious that these were you know fake listings. You know, they were using the same website, the the same tracking number or the same call number, the same telephone number on the Google My Business listing, and there was a couple of, there was a couple other signals, you know, to basically say you know these are fake listings, and so I grouped them all together, and I said. And I just pointed out everything that I saw. So if you, so whatever it is you're seeing with that listing, put that in the box. Like I, these were so egregious that I wasn't even bothered going with the, the secretary of state or looking to see, you know, is are they registered? You know, do they actually have a valid license? Because you're supposed to have a license as a garage store company. So I didn't even, I didn't even bother to do that. I just uploaded the whole file and I was like, these are obvi- these are obviously fake because of A, B, C, D, and E. You know, please go ahead and, and and remove them, and and that's all and that's all it took for that one because they were, it was it was abundantly obvious that these were spam. So if you report enough, no, I'm just going to ask if you report enough of them, do they start to recognize you as someone that is doing this quite a bit, and, um, I mean maybe take you a little bit more seriously and, and move you up in line. This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at surewinder.com. I mean, maybe take you a little bit more seriously and, and move you up in line? Uh, I am nobody to them. So they Google does, Google employees don't even know who I am half the time when, yeah. I, when I'm reporting it. So you, you would think that, you know, after seeing, you know, several, look, I could use I could use my name. I could use your name. I could use Ben Fisher. I could use Donald Trump. It, it wouldn't matter what name I use to report these report these listings. They're going to look at it as a case by case basis. I'm not going to have any more credence over you know Joe Schmo as a name because some people are actually using aliases so they don't really want to have it get connected back to them because they might be afraid. So Google's going to look at those listings, but. As I start going through my list, uh, let's say I submit 87 fake listings. If they start going through the list and they start noticing obvious, you know, spam patterns, and they don't, they'll just go and wipe out that whole list of 87 because they know they they know that 
there's all these components that are all matching up with obvious spam tactics. So that's just going to go, that's going to give credence to the list. Now, if I create a list and I may throw in a few legitimate listings, hoping they're going to get taken out, well, then that's just going to have negative impacts on the entire list that I put up and guarantee you, uh, <laughs> guarantee you somebody that's looking at a list is not going to give the, the list as much credence as a hundred percent clean list of fake listings of that right. kind of thing. So not only are big national companies doing this, but we're actually seeing here locally, people are duplicating listings. You've seen it. We've talked about it where like uh, to compete with these larger companies or they just learn the strategy and they're doing it themselves where they're actually using home addresses um, or locations that aren't theirs to create leads for their local businesses in different areas because of the reach that they're not able to get with their main Google My Business account. Can you speak to that and and kind of what's what the guidelines are as far as having multiple accounts, using, you know, employee addresses, things like that? Yeah, so you okay, so you're only allowed to have, you know, a listing that you actually have a physical location at, right? So so as long as you have what we call a brick and mortar where you actually have a business with a storefront signage out front, then you're able to have that, then you're able to have that listing. <clears throat> so if you buy, and so if you buy or rent eight different office buildings in the Atlanta area and they all have that signage, then they're all good to go. <clears throat> when it comes to don't an you SAP, have to you're only it? don't you have to employ someone during the business hours there? Yes, it has to be, it has to be, staff during business hours between your typical either eight to five or nine to five, right? Mm. If I were to show up at one of those locations, I would have to be able to be served by an actual employee, not a, not a 1099 employee, you know, somebody that you're just, you know, paying, you know, five bucks an hour to just to sit there and play video games and answer the door in case anybody mm -hmm. comes there. Like, I want that job, by be, the way. Yeah, I would. Oh, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a friend who just, well, if I could tell you, I have a friend who actually makes so much money and he actually gets paid to, to do play video games for 45 minutes out of an hour and only 15 minutes worth of work. And it's just, it's criminal. But anyway, you actually have to have, you know, companies there. You have to have signers out front. Um, but I've, I've actually myself gone to a few locations that claim that they were, you know, legitimate businesses, saw the sign on the door took video showing, look, there's nobody there. There's a business card stuck in the door. I went back three days later, same business card was still stuck in the door. Nobody was there. Did more, did more video, got the timestamp, turned it into Google and they went and wiped the, the listing out. So they need to be, they need to be legitimately staffed. Otherwise they are going to get recorded. And here's something that most people don't know. You're only allowed one SAB per state that you are registered in. So you cannot have 17 SABs using your employees' homes as a way to, you know, uh, dominate your market. So if you do do that and it's Ryan's Garage Door Repair and there's 17 Ryan's Garage Door Repairs and it's all the same website and they're all interconnected, when Google gets that report, they're going to go in and they're going to wipe out 16 of those listings because that's just not legit. You're allowed to one. So you can have uh, you can have a brick and mortar, one brick and mortar, and one SAB. Anything over that, then Google, then you're going to run in. You're going to run the risk of, you know, 
get, you know, getting picked up as a stammer and getting removed. And you really want to be very, very careful about uh, upsetting Google. You know, we've been seeing a, a high level of account level suspensions where Google is, you know, deeming that, you know, users are, you know, too black hat and it's wiping out like complete franchises. Like I said, remember when I, when, when I said that when, my, when I got hired working for the nationwide franchises, I was told that I had to be 100% white hat. Well, if I had done anything that I thought was, you know, a little iffy, it, uh, my old clients could actually, you know, end up getting all their accounts suspended. And we're, we're seeing a, like a, an uptick of account level suspensions. Uh, we saw that definitely in uh, November, uh, President's Day weekend massacre, where a lot of people started complaining that all of their listings just got suspended. And so there was just a lot of, cha- a lot of chatter online on social media and in the Google forums where businesses were just getting decimated. Uh, and it ended up, it ended up being tied back to some company vendor where, you know, they were doing stuff that wasn't in, in line with, with Google's best practices. So those are the things. So, you know, if you, if you, if that does happen to you and they find suspicious activity on your account, you know, with, you know, with, prof- you know, with user profiles doing stuff, you know, they'll wipe out every location listed to you. And so we're starting to, we're starting to definitely see an uptick in, in Google putting the kibosh on, uh, on, bad, on bad actors. Gotcha. So with the, um, the latest spam activity and attention, uh, the, I guess it got out that Locksmith, uh, the industry as a whole, Google, Google My Business Department, uh, went in and did a massacre on a ton of spam and now has a very thorough like onboarding process and verification process that are doing for new Google My Business accounts. Do I understand that correctly? Yeah, yes. So Google has come up with an advanced verification process for Google My Business listings for a couple different markets, one being one being locksmith and another one supposed to be for uh, drug and rehab. How, however, we have noticed that people are finding ways around those and have been able to go in and create them. So uh, we just saw an article, uh, what was it? I think January, where CBC did a whole expose on the, the fake locksmith listings up in, in Toronto. Uh, Google went in and wiped them all out. Somehow, these, somehow several of these listings were able to get, get put back on online um, and then got reported again and got taken down. So Google has this advanced verification process, but people are coming up with ways that they can, you know, bypass it. You know, we, I'm hearing, you know, people are, you know, starting to spam the, the LSA uh, platform, which is the local service ads, where it's the Google guarantee where you have to go through this you know, advanced verification process with uh, Pinkerton uh, security. Yeah. Those same the guys with the local business heads. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we're definitely, you know, definitely seeing, you know, areas where that's, that's being abused or uh, not regulated like Google my business. So, you know, so if a business gets into LSA and they have, you know, a fake listing, that, that fake listing gets removed by Google that LSA so far is not being taken down, which is uh, very frustrating. So, you know, it's like, 
how much of the, of the advanced verification process is, is really there? Yeah. Uh, how much emphasis is Google really putting putting in on it? Or, you know, like, look, a lot of the stuff just being, you know, you know, uh, offloaded, you know, to, you know, other companies, you know, so using third-party vendors to, you know, basically do their, their dirty work. In fact, I mean, a lot, look, I mean, most people don't know this, but Google support is a third-party vendor. It's not actually Google employees that you're talking to when you call Google. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, a, a third-party company that Google that has contracted with to offer their support. So that way, Google employees actually work on Google items. Hmm. Lovely. So good to know. Yeah. Um, not to shift gears too hard, but I think we've we've covered the Google spam. Is there anything that you want to add to the Google spam before I change gears? Uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, honestly, just make sure you just, you know, monitor your, your market as best as possible because it, it it's literally going to be the difference between you staying in business and paying your employees or going out of business in, in three months. So, you know, Think of it. Think of it like COVID nineteen. We didn't see it. We didn't see it coming to the magnitude that we are at right now. But once it hit and it hit this hard, we're definitely feeling those effects. And I think spam is going to be the exact same thing. If you don't stay on top of it and on top of your market, three months from now, your business is going to be shut down. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And and. Yeah. It's unfortunate that people are paying us for SEO and part of our, our SEO strategy is uh, to get them to rank higher. And, and, you know, back in the day we would, we would do all the things that we would do to get them to rank higher, write New content, you know, title tags, descriptions, alt tags, the whole bit and, and links. Now it's uh, also a process of elimination to get them uh, ranked higher because the algorithm so heavily geared towards the title uh, of the actual, um, Google, my business listing. Um, you know, these guys are like keyword stuffing the title, brand new mm -hmm. listings and ranking number one for repair services in that area. So. Yeah. I mean, you definitely want to have a spam fighting tactic now as, as a service to sell, because you, you can't, you know, you can't rely on just best practices. You you always have to do do all things and do all things well. And so, spam fighting has definitely got to be, you know, another utility in your in your tool belt to offer your clients. So you're like, okay, we're gonna you know focus you know all of our efforts and resources on you know link building and citation building and on page optimization and you know and outreach and you know this this this. However, we're also going to start offering, you know, what we call our push whacking service where we just come in and we just start reporting the keyword stuffers. We report the listings with the fake list with the fake reviews. We report all the fake listings in our in our market to make sure that, you know, they just get, you know, pushed down. And also that's another great another great way that you can do link building outreach, you know, is you contact the local press in your area and you're like, look, we got all these local these fake listings and with fake reviews and this is my client and they now cannot, you know, pay, pay their bills because they're being pushed down by these guys. And now you've just got some great press coverage in your market of a great, reliable, legitimate company that people are going to now know the name of and start calling. And you might actually get a link from those news sources back to your client as well. 
Is there anything you want to say to people who are creating spam if they were to listen to this? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's, SEO is all about adapting. Honestly, if I was creating fake listings, I would shut that down right now. Like it is like you you spend so much time, energy, and effort looking over your shoulder. Okay, what's Google finding out about this? Time? What, you know, what new tactics can we do? Hey, we need new tactics. We need new tactics. You know, Google onto us. You spent all this all this time, energy, and resources trying to game the system just for Google to just you know be constantly on your trail. You could have easily used all that time, energy, efforts, and money and resources to improve the overall performance of your SEO campaign, and not have to not have to worry about trying to stay one step ahead of Google because you had already been eight steps ahead of Google with the best product on the market. Next question, car dealers. Uh, I know that because my background has a lot to do with the, the automotive industry, whether it had been working in a dealership or selling to dealerships, um, I know I've read some stuff where like the service department can have a different Google My Business than the uh, sales department and the parts department. So when it comes to like garage door companies, um, w- w- what if you had like commercial and residential would you create two different Google My Business accounts for that, or keep them completely separate? No, you're only at that case. In that case, you'd only be allowed one listing. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to create one for commercial, one for residential, because it's the exact same company offering the exact same services. You can, however, optimize your Google My Business listing to let customers know that you will offer both commercial and residential, whether it's in your your description, you're doing the Google uh, Q and As which are taken down at the moment. So that's not even a factor, yeah. but you know, if it does come back, you know, you can, you know, ask questions as a business owner, Hey, do you guys offer commercial services? And then reply back, you know, a couple minutes later. Yes, we do offer commercial services. Hey, yeah. you guys offer residential. Yes. We do. You know, you, you can do that. You can also, you know, so you can do a Q and a, you can also do Google posts to put that comp- that information there. You can also make sure that your website is optimized. You know, saying that you do residential and commercial, so there, there there's different there's different nuances that you can do to let people know that you're you do both. But Google is not going to allow you to have two listings, the same address, same interest, same signage, for commercial and for residential. So don't even don't even don't even bother doing that. <laughs> what ends up what what will end up happening is you will be one of those listings will be filtered out yeah. and won't won't even won't even show up. So let's let's say you get more calls for your residential and your residential is your money is more of your you know, bread and butter down. that could get suspended or it could be filtered out and then the commercial one which has like little activity and no reviews could actually start ranking higher than that one and you could get you know boxed out by everybody else in your industry in your market understood so why do they push so or why are they allowing the multiple accounts for some businesses but not others <sighs> honestly google's just trying to make make it up as they go along it doesn't but here's the problem we noticed that uh, you know uh, last month that google screwed something up and i'm gonna i'm gonna say that they screwed it up because it just makes no sense where the parts department or the service department is now outranking the dealership and so you can't even get the dealership 
uh, to, to show up in a, in a Google search at the moment. So, you know, so Google's like, yeah, you could do this, but there could be issues with it. And I hate to do, I hate to do the, it depends, but all honesty, it, this is a depends situation. You have to do what really truly works for you. So does Costco need different Google My Business listings for everything they have? Does they need one for their gas station and for their charter department? Yes, that does make sense, you know, because the gas station has different hours than, than the store sometimes. But do you need to really have a Google My Business listing for the optometrist inside and for the photo department? No, uh, it, it just it, it, it makes things super cluttered. And I think we're starting to see some of those issues with Home Depot where they're kind of allowing it, but it just kind of clutters stuff. And when I was working for the nationwide franchise, I used I did what I call the tour of America via parking lots because I always wanted to make sure that the Google My Business map pin was put in the right spot. And so I would go in to each shopping center and do like the you know at first I would go and look at the the map and look up see where the map pin was. And a lot of times I'm seeing map pins that are put in the middle of the parking lot, in the middle of the street. And I see it for like big major chains. So I, I see it for, you know, for grocery stores. I see it for the Home Depots. I see it for the CVSs. I see it for the pharmacies. You know, it, it is a massive, massive hodgepodge out there of bad and incorrect information. So if you, you know, have a Home Depot with 17 service listing departments with Google News, and you look at you look at that shopping center. You're going to see quite a few where the map pin is not where their building is in the middle of the shopping center and in the middle of the street. So it just makes stuff like super chaotic and confusing. And if Google makes another mistake and they flip some switch so that now your main listing is not showing up, and now your paint department's showing up other than your store, you could be in a lot of trouble. So let's talk about trouble real quick before we shut this down because we're we're pushing our longest episode, but I think it's good content. So I want to get as much information out there as possible. And I do believe a lot of guys are sitting around right now, so it's um, it's a good opportunity for people to educate themselves. So I'm okay going a little bit longer. Um, consequences. So let's talk about um, small businesses who are engaging in this and creating many different Google My Business accounts. Other than their primary accounts getting taken down, possibly, uh, and one of the fake listings staying up, what are what are some consequences? Are there any legal consequences? Are there? Is it all just guidelines for Google? What? Give me some information or lack of information that might be out there regarding this. Yes, actually, so creating fake listings and creating fake reviews is actually considered consumer fraud. So you can actually be prosecuted criminally. Uh, so uh, especially here in the U.S., so it's it's uh, regulated by by Congress. So they actually put uh, put a bill in, in effect about consumer fraud. Um, and so you so the local state attorney general can actually start going after these companies uh, for for creating these fake reviews. <clears throat> the FTC has said that they're going to start ramping up their efforts to come after people that are engaging in in these services so i think we've started seeing you know a lot of a lot more communication coming from from the ftc uh showing that you know they're going after people that were you know 
buying reviews or encouraging their employees to post reviews or having, you know, different, you know, illegal review schemes. So it is regulated by the FTC. And I, I got a funny feeling like if, like if I could, if I could, you know, look to, you know, read the, the, the teas, the leaves in my coffee in my tea, sorry. Um, I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to see a point in time where companies are going to start, uh, they're going to, the FTC and the government can start going after people. And I think they're going to start prosecuting people for this illegal and deceptive practice. I think they're also going to put a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on these platforms that are running unregulated right now. And so I, I think, I think we're going to, I think we're going to see a point in time where Google's going to, Google's hands going to be forced to start regulating uh, their, their, their platform a lot more and making sure that consumers are protected, or I think they're going to start seeing some, uh, some fines coming. And I, I think there's going to come a point in time where <clears throat> these, these black hat sellers and businesses that have fake reviews and engaging in fake reviews are going to start being redressed by the FTC as well. So for me, I just want to send a message because I know a lot of really good people in the industry who have many, many listings in Google My Business that are breaking guidelines and things like that. They're not bad people. They're they're trying to grow their companies. And, uh, you know, I know from experience that, you know, growing at all costs and making uh, decisions uh, – can have repercussions. So I would just encourage everyone who's manipulating the system, cheating the system in any form or fashion. I would say now's a really good time to take it down. Wouldn't you say, Jason? Because <laughs> you guys are, are actually making a master list nationwide. I understand that correctly. Uh, I not really make it. I, I don't know, uh, you know, if there's going to be a, a master list going for, per se. Um, but you know, look, Dasma and IDA definitely want to curtail uh, the abuse going on in Google, and I have no way of knowing what it is they were doing. You know, we were just kind of spitballing different ideas, you know, with them, uh, you know, ways that we can, you know, kind of help, you know, fix stuff so that you know the next time they had the IDA Expo, you know, in Salt Lake City. You know, if they're able to go back to Salt Lake City, I don't even know what the earthquakes and stuff. But we want to make sure that, you know, the next time there, there is, you know, a, another another event with IDA, that things are starting to get progressively better. So, you know, it, look, I, look, I under, look, I understand. Like, everybody's everybody's marketing job is to do the best, is to rank the best, perform the best, you know, outrank the competition, you know, do whatever it takes. But Bottom line, at the end of the day, you only have one reputation. And it takes a lifetime to build up a, a solid reputation, and it takes one split second to torch it. And I cannot even tell you how many listings I see where somebody will leave a negative review, and they will call out all the reviews saying that they're fake. They'll say, there's no way this company can have this many five-star reviews because that was, A, not my experience. And if you look at these profiles, they all look fake, and they're, you know, using stock photos or reviewing, you know, several of the same businesses. So it just takes that one negative review to call all your reviews into question. And if you're running, a, you know, a review contest where you're paying, you know, people, you're giving people a $25 gift card, if they post that on that review, you just tank all your reviews and they now mean nothing. And think about, and also this, 
consumers are now looking at more and more reviews. So they're not just looking at, you know, business A and their star rating. They're actually looking and reading those reviews. So <clears throat> if they see three negative reviews all calling into question your, your reviews as being, you know, fake or illegitimate, you just hurt your business completely and your phone's definitely going to stop ringing. So there's no amount of fake reviews you're going to be able to do to repair that damage. That's good. So um, I'm going to be attending an event. So I'm changing gears, just so you guys know. Um, I'm going to be attending an event uh, on Wednesday, the 25th. Uh, Local U. Local U was acquired by Sterling Sky, right? That is correct. And so Local U, you guys go around the country and do classes um, to educate other marketing companies really, because you guys are kind of positioning yourself as the market expert and you guys are really good at it. Um, so I assume there's going to be probably a lot of marketing experts and things of that sort that's going to be involved. Um, however, this one was changed from being, um, offline to online due to coronavirus. So, uh, we're going to be actually doing like a webinar type thing. Is that correct? That's correct. So, uh, yeah, one other thing, it's not, these events are, are not just geared towards marketing companies are actually open for anybody that wants to learn about, about better performance for their business. So we are trying to make sure that we, you know, we have stuff that everybody can take away. So I've actually seen quite a few business owners that have shown up to this event and they've gotten so many great notes. It's just like any event you go to, you know, there's going to be different pieces for everybody. So it's not just going to be for agencies, but yes, there's a whole slew of really great, awesome speakers. Uh, Mike Blumenthal, who is like the OG godfather of local SEOs there. Yeah. Mary Bowling still going to be there. Carrie, uh, Carrie Hill, Joy Hawkins. Uh, Carrie Hill's Darren crazy. Shaw. She's oh, funny. Yeah. I like following oh, her she, on Twitter. She's very entertaining. Oh yeah. She, Yes, and how how she is on Twitter is exactly how she is in our private Slack. So <laughs> we, you know, we, we zing each other. Uh, Greg Gifford's going to be there. So I mean, it look, we there's going to be there's 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 never a shortage of of great content. Like I can't even name all the speakers because there's just that many that are just so so awesome. So they will. De- there's definitely tools for everybody on how to and this whole focus for this local you is Google my business. So all we are talking about is just Google my business. So this is an advanced course for everything under the sun for Google my business. I feel sorry for anybody that, that decided they were going to talk about Q and A with Q and A being done or review solicitation since review solicitation has just been turned off because of Google, because of COVID-19. But anyway, regardless, there's going to be a whole slew of great, awesome, wonderful content. I've myself have been to three local U events uh, before I even got hired on by Sterling Sky, uh, even before I even thought about joining Sterling Sky. And honestly, I learned so much valuable information, you know, how to use, you know, uh, call tracking numbers, uh, how to set up better metrics, uh, you know, how to set up my, my local ranking reports. I mean, there, there's just been such a deluge of great information of, you know, those aha moments, like, no, I thought about this and then aha, like all this. So anyway, as you can tell, I'm super passionate to be part of it. Yeah. I'm also, I, a disclaimer, I am, I am also a faculty member now of, of local U uh, as well. So, go. I mean, but look, honestly, look, I love internet marketing. I think it is the greatest thing that we can do 
there's something beautiful when you can take a site that's not ranking anywhere in the search engine, you can make some minor tweaks and immediately show up on page one overnight. I think yeah. it's the best thing that we can do. I know a lot of people are talking to are garage door companies, but there's probably nothing better for garage door company people to sit there and go to some consumer's home that's struggling because the garage door isn't working and go in there, find the problem, fix it, and get the garage door working. And now you have a satisfied homeowner who is now super appreciative and loving your company and your services. So, Yeah, I had we just took on a client uh, about f- five months ago, and um, Jag and Sons uh, up in Connecticut, and there was tons of spam up there. We got a lot of it removed. Well, not a lot, but about half. Uh, but I took a screenshot for him the other day and sent it to him. He wasn't ranking anywhere before we got started, and uh, now he's in the local service ads, um, number one organic and number one on the um, Google My Business. And uh, I took a picture and sent it to him. I said, that's a lot of real estate. But that's there's no better gratification for me helping small businesses grow, and if, if Internet marketing is the path to take it, then, then so be it. But... Uh, I just enjoy these conversations right here and going on about an hour and a half with you. I probably could talk for another hour and a half. You and I probably have had a couple hour, hour and a half long conversations in the past month anyway. Um, exactly. <laughs> because I think we're both so passionate. Um, so local you real quick. It, is it too late for people to sign up for that now that it's online? Nope. 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 There, we, we still have, uh, we still have another day and a half to, to register um register now uh you you know the the videos are going to be available online as, as well so i'm not sure if there's going to be an opportunity to get the videos after the event i'm um, knowing joy she's probably, probably. She, she's super smart she's probably got a, a whole game plan uh and strategy mapped out but yeah there, there's there's definitely still time to register today uh attend it i mean i'm gonna be in front of my computer at 4 30 in the morning on Wednesday morning so that I can, you know, uh, be logged on and I'll be there chatting, chatting away with everybody that's in attendance, answering questions, uh, bringing people and yeah, the whole, whole gamut. So awesome. And definitely, find, definitely time to check it out. Yeah. To find more information about buying the tickets, it's localu.org. That's localu.org. Correct. Uh, you can actually scroll down to the second section there and it's featured event. You can actually click learn more or purchase tickets. And the time says 8 to 5.30. Are you guys really going to do a, a webinar for 8 to 5.30? Uh, I got to figure out what the itinerary, what the itinerary is going to be because usually it's, you know, like the 8 o'clock is, you know, the housekeeping, you know. Hey, you know, make sure you guys get your, your coffee and, and, uh, and pastries and, right. you know, get, get to the table. So. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a little a little bit different that day. I'm I'm not 100 percent certain because I'm not part of setting up that whole event. Because um, a lunch break know, would my, be great. I just want. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's going to be. Could, a, yeah, I know. <laughs> let Joy know. I mean, we can order in, but dang, that's a long time to sit in front of a screen. Oh yeah, no, they no. I mean, luckily you also set up for you know for four months break at those events too, so it's not going to be okay. Talking your seat right now. Um, right, right. Yeah, I think don't worry. It'll be it'll it'll be it'll be pretty uh, pretty relaxed. So, it, but it, again, it's gonna it's gonna be set to you know to run normally, uh, like a normal local U event. So, 
But again, when you register, you are going to have opportunities to watch the videos after the fact too. So if you do, you know, have an emergency and need to, you know, address something or, you know, as we're all working, you know, with our kids at home and mine are in the living room and I can hear them through the door, <laughs> you know, you know, hopefully the house is de- You can yet. definitely, yeah. Well, I mean, you can definitely take a break, you know, if you got to, you know, help set your kids up on a movie or make them lunch or whatever you need to do. So Awesome. And uh, they they lowered the price because it's not in person. It's actually going to be um, online now. It was going to be in Atlanta, but the price dropped from like eight something or six something to uh, four hundred, I think. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah we we always you know do like a, a lower tier price you know several months in advance before the schedule comes out, and then as we get closer you know we raise our price. But now the fact that it's now one hundred percent online. You know, we cut that price in half, uh, you know, we, and we're still getting, you know, a whole lot of, um, you know, people subscribing. Like, we're still selling, you know, virtual tickets right now. Uh, I think it's a lot more, it, it's a lot more conducive because, you know, people can now come to the event because, you know, now they don't have to sit there and go, okay, well, I can't really, you know, get on an airplane and travel for a couple right. of days. So $450, I'm looking at it right now. If you guys are interested, I'm going to hit Joy up for i don't know if she's going to do it or not but um haven't had any conversation spur of the moment i'm just throwing this out there i'm going to try to hit joy up for a special for garage door dealers only so if you're a garage door dealer i'm going to i'm going to message her and see if there's anything uh that because we're all kind of hurting right now a lot of guys are back in business um uh behind in business and if these guys are sitting at home 450 dollars is definitely a chunk the value's there I'm telling you guys, if if she doesn't do anything, 450, in my opinion, to get the information that you're going to get is going to help you with your business long term, maybe even help you get through this period of time. So if you're going to invest 450, this is where it's at. But I'm going to hit her up and see if there's anything I can do for door dealers specifically, uh, if you guys want to do it. And and she's a wonderful person, whether she does it or not. uh, No bearing on me, but um, I figure we could try to get, you know. 20, 30, 40, 50 more people, uh, on the, on the, uh, the deal. Maybe if we can get more people, I'm going to load this up tomorrow, Tuesday, we're recording this on Monday. Today is the 23rd. So the 24th, this will be live. I'm going to reach out to her as soon as this is done. Just see if there's anything she can do for door dealers only. If not, no big deal. I definitely suggest you guys go ahead and move forward on the 450. I'll post some information on our Facebook page. Make sure to check that out. And, uh, Jason, man, as always, it's good to talk to you, and I'm glad we finally got this podcast done. <laughs> me too. Again, they, thank you so much for uh, for having me on and, and for the spirited discussion both here on the podcast and offline. I mean, as you know, I, I unfortunately I really love talking spam. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a great it's, it's a great thing to talk about for at least for us, not not for people that are being impacted by spam. But yeah, yeah again, it was. It was such a great honor uh, to be on here and have the opportunity to to speak with you and, and share some information and wealth and nuggets. And I hope people found it uh, uh, fascinating and uh, and yeah, going to help them in the future. Awesome. And one little nugget before we go, I'm just going to drop this. There's one big player in our market that has promised to take all their fake Google My Business accounts down. I will say that. So that is mm-hmm. promising. I think I told you about that, didn't I, Jason? Yeah, you you, def- you definitely did, and I'm kind of curious to see, you know, how it's going to play out. Um, 
I mean, will it, will it, will it work or will they just be replaced by somebody right. else? Time, time will tell. Time will tell. So it'll be one of those interesting, it'll be those little things that we can sit back in the background and just kind of watch and see how it, uh, how it plays out. So yeah. it's, it's it, it, it is it is interesting, so you know, just all the way at that. I don't want to get too much into it. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. I mean, if he does it, good for him. I, I I hope he does. I think it's important for the industry as a whole. Um, and so I just wanted to give a shout out, and nobody knows who it is. We're keeping a secret, but I just want to let you guys know that there there is a difference happening right now, and some companies have massive scale spam on Google My Business, and one particular person did promise that they were going to take it down. So um, we're making some progress. We're making some progress. Jason, thank you for everything you do for our industry. Thank you, Precision, for funding this um, adventure with you guys because it is going to help us as a whole. And uh, I want to thank IDA and DASMA for everything they do. Tom Wadsworth, I don't even know what to say. I love you, dude. He's freaking amazing. Um, such an advocate and, for and our Tom, industry. Yeah, and, and Ben Fisher and, and Paul Mornington and, and all the other Google My Business product experts that uh, spend a lot of their time, energy, and efforts volunteering, helping out on the Google My Business forums and uh, – Finding, finding spam behind the scenes that uh, not everybody's always aware of what's uh, what's happening. Good job, guys. Thank you so much for coming on our show, Jason. I uh, really appreciate it. I'm sure you and I will be talking again in the next week or so. But um, listen, yep. if you guys need to fight spam or need SEO, as you guys know, we do it. I'm not a hater. I love competition. And if you're going to go use someone else, Sterling, Sterling Sky is a great company. Uh, so, uh, talk to both of us, see which one you like to work with best and, and choose the best option for you. But I'm not a hater and these guys are really good. So I do respect them and I do get information and learn from them as well. Uh, thank you so much for joining our podcast. If you want to support us, like our Facebook page, as well as listen to more episodes. That's how you can support us. We have sponsors who pay for all of this stuff and they just like to know that you're listening. So we get that information through our analytics so listen to every single one of our podcasts. That way we can continue doing what we're doing. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. Thank you, Jason, and have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Bye.